0: Yo, yo, what a dear, I go with the name of Danny Pacheco and I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of the Big T Debate. Now, if you're not so familiar with what goes down on this platform, we pretty much just talk about everything that is related to music and pop culture. And then I suggest for you to just lounge and not make any plans because, you know, I got a whole lot to talk about, especially when it comes to like the music stuff, you know. We've definitely been going through some weird stuff. You know, there's a lot of weird energy in the game right now. And... But I'd like to say one thing, though. We have to do better as dudes, you know. Like just scoping through Twitter and the stuff that's been happening these past couple of weeks slash days. I mean, am proud of I mean, I'm going to tweet, scrolling through, then boom. The most unlikely... And I could also say likely person to trend is Prince KB, you know. I see Prince KB on the timeline and I'm like, yo, it's hanging about, what. And then as I c- continuously just go through and try to do my research and, you know, background check of what is actually going down and what actually caused this dude to trend, and it made me really feel bad as a dude because, like, I feel like, you know, we are constantly just taking Ls as guys and we have to do better, and let me tell you one thing that really touched me about this whole Prince KB thing is like, when you look at this whole thing in terms of like a whole cycle, it takes one guy to mess up. And when one guy messes up, I feel like I'm a nice dude. And I'm not saying that I'm the only dude that gets touched by what Prince KB does. But when you look at it in hindsight, especially if you are a nice guy looking at this right now, I'm i I don't know how to deal a spec, 10,000 spec in a year or whatever the body count is. What happens when a dude decides to be an ass to his girlfriend? It kind of mix, it mixes up the whole thing in the food chain because I don't know when I pull up and try pull on my whole Shakespeare thingy to these girls and I do it, all of a sudden, I seem too good to be true or I sound like a player. And, you know, sometimes there's certain things that you can really avoid, like me being good with words. But then, you know, it has like this whole double sword effect to it. Because like, you know, on one hand, one hand, you are a good dude. And on the other hand, you're also a good dude suffering from what these bad guys are doing. And, you know, just scrolling through Twitter and just seeing these tweets, man, and this dude is apologizing for cheating on his girlfriend. And then on the other hand, the girl that he was cheating on his girlfriend with, she found that he received a receipt, and then it ended up for them to, you know, get to a point where obviously they are doing what they were doing, you know, being busy. But what touched me the most is the fact that, okay, this dude is apologizing, and, it was hard not for me not to think about my boy's situation the insurance student you know and how these two situations are pretty similar in terms of like what is at stake you know you are a big brand you're working with big brands and it's really hard for you not to really get to a point where you see that okay my actions at a later stage are gonna affect my personal life and that's what happened with that situation with my boy and When Prince KB apologised, I started realising, okay, maybe it may not have been necessary for him to apologise, but the fact that he's got a whole lot of things on the line, it made complete sense. Even though a lot of people were clashing with that tweet alone, like, yo, why are you apologising? Because it's your personal life. It's not like he did something really bad, but it is bad because, you know, I'm not championing for people to just be out here cheating on their goals, you know? I mean, you could tell, like, you know, that one-minute one minute rant that I just had, just pretty much is just trying to cover my own image in the sense of, you know, nice guys deserve to get something. But, like, you know, I'm, I don't know Prince KB that well to say nice guys deserve to get something, right? I'm just saying, whatever Prince KB does, it ruins everything else for it. all the other dudes who are trying to get something, man. You know, I've been, ah, let me just leave, <laughs> let me just leave everything related to my personal life right now. But, yeah, that was really a tricky situation, to be honest, you know. And, you know, besides me just questioning whether if it was a good thing for him to just apologize, another thing that I feel like we need to get to a point uh, in pretty much just trying to make this whole situation better, that is, you know, regarding our relationships with these brands is just for us to start discussing, like, yo, can we get other ways in which I could at least try a bit to just live my life without you guys, Forever hounding me for, you know, the little things that I do outside of like the work that we do. Cause I understand it's a business relationship and I carry the brand's name wherever I go, but it needs to get to a point where at least like, you know, I don't feel like I'm in jail, you know? And even when I look at like, you know, big acts like, you know, your AK and Casper, it's like more or less like the same thing. It's like when these guys were gearing up to fight each other, the other dude on the other end was like, yo. And I'm going to try my best not to just beat this dude and just keep it calm because he knew what was on the line. Whereas with AKA, that has just been known for just doing the most reckless things in the past, you know? And even current days, he's been doing a whole lot of reckless stuff, but like somehow these brands still keep with him. I don't know if it's because of like, you know, the equity that his name carries or what, but then it's much more easier for him to just be reckless and do some things, knock your job, but then, whereas you have people like Casper having to thread carefully because, well, he knows what's on the line. It's like the weirdest and most trickiest situation. Anyone just thinking about that whole imaging thing that I've been talking about for a bit now, it's hard for me to just not think about situation yaquesta like Quest, Mac or Nota, or Rap Life, and also just this Leroy dude that we don't know but happens to be managing Big Zulu now. It's like, Everything that Questa was doing that led up to the situation that is now a point where everything has blown up Seems a bit pointless, you know, because like when you think about Mac G's podcast Demand Nazama everything in his power to protect his image and also the people That were involved there, what I like he was trying the hardest not to taint anyone's image and also just protect his image in the same length but somehow one has to die you know like i've seen this happen countless times with other individuals it's really hard for you to just balance between this brand that you work for this company that you work for and also just keeping your whole personal life intact i understand like he was just really trying to make sure that what we know that is cuesta today is something that's not going to change tomorrow in terms of okay if the allegations that were to pop up that okay bilabila. Bila, this whole thing of, like, people claiming that, okay, notice the guilty party is not true. What if Questa and himself is actually, you know, guilty? Because, like, now, Le this other girl that just came up on Instagram, I forgot who her name was, but she was one of these um, artists, I think she might be an artist or a songwriter that contributed to some of the songs there, or an actual song on the Dakar 2 album. And she's claiming that she never got paid royalties, you know? And then you also have Mako also who's a guy who's just been crying on IG live for the longest before that, this dude was dealing with what seemed to be something that might've turned into suicide, you know, like he was considering taking his life because that's how hard the situation hit him, you know, and you would think to yourself like, yo, in as much as like, you know, I worked with these dudes, I have, I had some sort of fellowship with them. I have to just protect what is mine and what is my own, which is like, you know, I have to look after my own kids. So eventually someone had to come out and, you know, start talking and sharing their sides of the story. And which is why we're here now. Because now, split sheets are like, I saw some page on YouTube where, you know, they were revealing all these figures. It really didn't seem too legit of a split sheet. Because, I can't say whatever, but you can get like a whole idea and image of like, okay, this is what whoever... Sign those spreadsheets. This is like their whole perspective on what he thinks is uh, the right thing to do in terms of like who is deserving. In terms of like, okay, Because mm-hmm. me just talking about that makes me think about the situation. We're not so sure who's guilty, who's actually telling the truth. But, like, if I were to revert to what I was talking about before, yeah, we can't just do business and also also think about people who have other things that are going on in their lives in terms of, like, you know, they have families, they have kids that they have to feed, you know? And even just the whole energy surrounding just the SA music business is, like, the heaviest of all things because, like, me trying to bring this whole thing to a close becomes more difficult because, like, I see the whole rap life situation, but now I'm thinking about other things that are lingering with regards to the whole imaging thing. And that is, you know, AKA and what's actually going down with the now deceased Nelly Tembe and their whole situation, you know, uh, me just going through Twitter yesterday, actually these these past two days is like, I've been having this weird rollercoaster in terms of like trying to interpret all the information that I've been seeing, you know, and obviously there's someone from... Nelly's side, because I saw uh, an article on Sowetin. Alam Kore Motor, Nalika information happens to be uh, part of like uh, Nelly's, Nelly's circle. And she was like a close friend to Nelly. So, her leaking those images and those videos, maybe this is something that she's trying to put towards people in terms of like revealing the other side of what we never really knew in terms of their relationship. That is, you know, Nelly and A.K.'s relationship. And the tricky thing about all this Im- these images that I saw online, the really video is like, how do I break this whole thing down? And how do I consolidate it to a point where at least, you know, I have a full-on understanding of what's going down? Because one end, in terms of like the, the screenshots, you could see clearly, like, it's really hard to just go past what you see in those screenshots and not say that, okay, there's a high chance that A.K.A. is actually guilty for what he's doing, you know? And then on the other end also, there's another screenshot that was pretty much just detailing a conversation that A.K.A. had with Nellie's dad. And Nellie's dad was talking about how Nelly's always been dramatic as a kid. And it makes me wonder if the whole claim about her being a depressed individual Is true Then it goes to show that all these Years that she's been Overly dramatic and just trying to get Her dad's attention Her dad And himself didn't look through that whole situation And see, Okay, oh, my kid Is actually suffering, you know There's something that she's actually going through That I'm not seeing, because like, it's really easy For someone to just uh, Bypass Something that looks like whereas it's just someone actually crying out for help. And, you know, there's another video that also came out where AKA was pretty much just like taking clips and pictures of everything that went down at the hotel. I'm not sure if it's at the hotel where the whole scene happened, but what he was saying in the video was that, yo, I'm taking this video as proof just to show that just in case we go to court, just know that I didn't fight back. And this person was actually having another episode. She was trying to fall off the building, you know? So that whole situation in itself is really tricky, which is why I feel like I need your help and pretty much is trying to find a way in which how we can interpret this whole thing. So I'm pretty much welcoming anyone who's wanting to actually comment on this whole thing via the comment section, like, you know, feel free to just Hit me up even via IG, which is at the Big T Debate, and just let us know how you feel about that whole situation. But um, seeing that we got that out the way, I feel like it's only right for us to just talk about the lighter side of things. Cause like, yo, everything that I've been talking about right now is really heavy, you know. And I feel like, you know, this is a time for us to at least celebrate what's been going down in the scene in terms of music. You know, we've been getting a whole lot of music since, you know, lockdown happened. And I just wanted to shed light on a couple of artists that I felt like I actually doing the greatest of all things, you know? And speaking of people doing the greatest of all things, I don't know if you know about this boy who's doing things, Aries. Uh, he's dropping a tape with some dude from the States called Joey Fats. And just last week, we got a single called Where You At? And, you know, me just listening to that whole single in itself made me reflect on his journey pretty much. It's like, you know, post ambitious. Him gather, gathering a team up, you know, working with beats and all these dudes uh, with uh, TWC and for him to get to the point that he is right now. Because I remember when he dropped this mixtape, uh, Today's Tragedy, Tomorrow's Memory, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, yo, we finally got the album that we've been wanting to hear from this kid, man. Like, we've always known Normoto Kono But like, it felt like, you know, he was just downplaying it or trying to find a balance between... Should I give these people like, you know, some some songs that I know I can perform, songs that I could do well on the radio. And also just, you know, balancing it out in terms of like, on the other end, at least say, where I'm actually portraying my style, which is like me being a rapper. And, you know, that's what I actually liked about that song. Cause it, it took me back to then. So I can only just be hopeful that, you know, this tape in itself is going to do more for him. Besides, just like, you know, him showcasing his talent, which is him being really strong on the pin. But like him, obviously, just, you know, crossing borders, and, you know, merging these relationships globally. So that's going to be something that's really dope to see. And uh, another cat that I've been watching and following that I think is really dope um, in these current times is Blackie. I remember seeing on Twitter not so long ago, people talking about how, hey, I guess pila pila ready for, for Alba, yeah, Blake, yeah, I'm like, what do you mean you're, you're not ready for an album, yeah, Blake? And then people are like, you know, I feel like for him to just say he's dropping an album is like a bit too soon. And for me, I feel like, you know, he is what's been missing. You know, we've been having a lot of artists coming into the game, dropping music, but some of it was not really exciting because it, it really feels like a reference of something that you've heard before. But it's really hard for me to just, you know, think about Blackie and say, oh, I've heard this before because of how versatile he is. I mean, he dropped Big Time Slapper, which is now, I think, doing, like, 900K on YouTube. And then he came back with another song, Uppity. And then I was doing, like, fairly good, too. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm not so sure what to expect from this dude. And then he dropped another single, was like, which was, like, a visualizer to some R&B song. And I was like, okay, cool. This kid actually has, you know, different facets. You know, it's not like he's just a rapper only. I feel like he could exist in all these spaces where he could sing he could you know give you songs to bop to in terms of like you know if you want him to get these songs that are being played on radio or like something that you could listen to while he's performing he has all that so i can only just be excited you know to just hear what's going to be dropping to the game you know and you know he also just talked about how he's going to be dropping a single with our uh, nasty C. I had the privilege of actually just seeing one of these ig lives that he had and he was pretty much just previewing the song it's gonna be really exciting to hear and you know i think it wouldn't be as dope i wouldn't be doing that much of a justice if i'm just talking about all the fellas in the game you know, highlighting the dope things that the women are actually doing in the game and elaine finally she decided that she's also going to drop uh, a music video to that song right now that i was talking about just last week and i think a positive that i could draw from this whole thing in as much as like I did mention last week that a lot of people are going to be attacking me for saying what I said. But I'm really happy that, you know, Drake and Sample are not on that song. So if you need any confirmation that, oh, but that IG Live, it said Sample and Drake are going to be on the song. This is that confirmation because, like, it, it's not seeming like she's going to get that feature. But I know in the future, obviously, because just how talented she is, it's heading towards that direction. I mean, you can't be signing with Columbia and not manifesting these features. And I think they're going to come. But for now. I'm really liking. What she's doing now. Just hearing her. Alone on the song. You know so. If she just keep keep on doing that. For a while. Before she gives us those. Drake features. Those Beyonce features. Those Samford features. I'm good with it right now. And. Uh, just to wrap up. Uh, Shekana dropped an album too. Trouble in Paradise. Really dope album. You'll make what you want to make. Out of that album. Because like for me. I feel like. It just makes sense, you know, for someone to just be out the game for a good three years and drop a dope album like she did. There's nothing that I can even say more, you know, I can't complain. I'm really satisfied with like just uh, the length of the album. It's like a 12 to 13 track album. And another thing that I feel like is really dope about Shakana is just the fact that she's genre fluid. You put on a pop song, she kills it. You put on a house song, she kills it. You put on an R&B song, she kills it. So a big shout out to Shakana for that. I think that's where we're going to wrap this whole thing up. And, you know, I feel like we've been talking about a whole lot of things this week or just highlighting everything that's been happening last week and also this week. So I just want to say a big shout out to you for tuning in. Uh, if you are returning, please do me a favor by telling all your peoples that, you know, this podcast is really where it's at and, you know, people should subscribe. And, you know, lastly, I still go with the name of Danny Pacheco and you are, tuned into the Big T Debate or this was the Big T Debate piece.